And this morning, I want you to join me, if you would, uh, in John in chapter 8, verse 38. John in chapter 8, and verse 38. And love the Word of God, how it gives us answers to life. And this year, I want you to think about this word right here, thrive. Would you say that together with me? Thrive. You know, when you think about somebody thriving, think about somebody that has life in them. They're not just existing, they're thriving. In this new year, God wants us to thrive and to move forward, and uh, I want us to focus on that. Now, in order for you and I to thrive, there's a center letter that you'll see right here kind of focused. If you and I are going to thrive in our relationships, if we're going to thrive in our church, who needs to work on that? I. I need to work on it, all right? And so uh, that's why you have the, the I mentioned there in, in the lowercase. I want you to recognize we must decrease, he must, must increase in this new year. And in John 7 and verse 38, if you would join me there, look in the text. And Jesus is standing on the last great day of the feast. And he says, uh, back in verse 37, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And then he says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He that believeth on me, Jesus says, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I believe God wants all those who call upon the name of the Lord in this year to thrive, to have a life, a deeper walk with God, a deeper relationship with God, and to move forward in 2021. And let us join together in prayer, if you would bow together with me. Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity to read your word together, to study your word together, and to grow together. In this new year, we ask that you would help us, Lord, to not just uh, exist, uh, not just be functioning, Lord, uh, but, Father, to thrive, to flourish, to go forward, to grow, Lord, to advance in the cause of Christ. And, Lord, as we have asked you in years past to revive us again, to renew us. We pray in this new year that you would help us to thrive and to move forward in our walk with God. Lord, we lift up before you the Shields family as they served you on the mission field in Aruba. And Lord, there are many, many poor people that live on this island of Aruba. Although we might look at it as a tourist spot, there are needy people there, Hispanic people there that need Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for this family being willing to sacrifice and go to that place and to live there and to work among these people. We ask that you would enable them to not only uh, to thrive in their ministry this year, that you would give strength and help and that you would send new men to their church, but you would also help Brother Shields with his physical well-being, that you would strengthen his body with his Crohn's disease, that you would touch him and bring healing to him. And Lord, we're believing you to do that today. We ask that you would protecting and watch over his wife as she is traveling later this week and you would guide and protect them. Lord, just I pray you give wisdom to Caleb as he's deciding about future uh, ministry and what you want him to do as he's turning 18 here. And Lord, I just pray you guide him and direct him. 
Father, we're believing you to do great things. And Lord, meet with us this morning. Help us to draw near to you in a greater way, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm thankful that you made the decision to come out today to worship God. And I think it is a privilege to worship God. It is a privilege to find time to be in his house. It is a privilege uh, to draw near to the Lord. Jesus told these people that if they believed on him, out of their belly, he said, would flow rivers of living water. Fresh life, fresh energy. I tell you what we need today in this time of uh, confusion and frustration is people of God who have fresh energy coming from within, from the Holy Spirit of God. That God would be giving us this fresh zeal, fresh power, fresh fire, that we would seek the Lord and that we would thrive. In this picture, you see somebody who is out camping, and there's a little tent there. And you know, you might feel this year like you were kind of all alone, kind of socially distanced. This person is uh, uh, socially distanced, all right? And even though I personally believe that that lingo actually violates uh, principles of Scripture, uh, that terminology, uh, as a society to live that way, but this person is out there alone. Right? They're out there alone. You might feel like you're out there alone. And in the middle of all of this, God wants you to thrive. Look around this person and what they are seeing outside of that tent. It's a beautiful, beautiful water. They're seeing the beautiful mountains. They're seeing the snow. They're seeing the majesty of the handiwork of God. The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. And you see up into the sky, the beauty of the sky. I want to encourage you to turn your focus up and even more willing today as we see a little bit of uh, snow. Uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the beauty of the creation that God has put around us this year. And as we think about thriving, as we think about moving forward this year, I'd like to bring a message to you this morning entitled, Resolve to Live for the Glory of God. Resolve to Live for the Glory of God. 1 Corinthians is a verse that many of us have memorized. In verse 31, chapter 10, and verse 31. And if you would uh, join me there this morning, turning over there now. Thinking of this text earlier, and this will be a text we will refer to later on in the year as well. He that believeth on me, the Bible says, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. But when you think of this, resolve to live. For the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 31. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 31. The Bible says, Wherefore, whether ye eat or drink, whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Do all to the glory of God. Would you be willing this year to invite the very presence, the very presence of the Almighty God into your life? Resolve to live for the glory of God. Wherever we go this year, that we might say, you know what, I want to be resolved to live for the glory of God. When you look at the sky, when you see the beauty of Creation. I think of the heavens declaring the glory of God. And when I see a beautiful photo like this, I think of the majesty of God. I think of the, the beauty of His creation, His handiwork. 
I enjoy looking up into the sunset, looking up into the sunrise. I enjoy seeing those things. And the heavens do declare his glory. In this new year, though, he wants our lives to declare his glory. And there has been so much pushing against the church in this year. And in this year, God wants us to say, you know, moving forward in 2021, I'm resolved to live for the glory of God. Look, uh, we want everything we do at our church to glorify God. And they're telling us, you know, that now if you get this little uh, shot, all right, you get it. But you know what? You still have to social distance and wear masks. So apparently it's not very effective. Um, and so we're saying you can get this and you can do this, but we're still going to require you to be at a distance and require all these things out of you. And you know what? In this difficult time, uh, many people will still feel uh, distant from the house of God and feel and struggle uh, coming to the house of God because of fear and uh, because of uh, what the what the world tells them. My friend, in this new year, we don't need to focus on others. We need to focus on, I need to live for the glory of God in this year. Whatever I do, wherever I go. Would you invite the Lord when you go, when you sit down in your house, when you eat at your table, Whatever you do, to do it for the glory of God. Look, if I can't eat a certain portion of food, if I can't partake of a certain beverage with certain people around, I shouldn't partake of it but with any people around. Because uh, I want to live for the glory of God. If I'm to invite the Holy Spirit of God into my life this year, and what if the Lord Jesus was to sit down at my table? I want Him to be welcome in every meeting. I want Him to be welcome in every gathering. I want His presence to be invited into every area of my life. When you think of a man God used greatly in the past, and we, we remember these heroes of the past, we think of a man like Jonathan Edwards, and, and he, was, he had a lot of resolutions. And this one of his resolutions was that he was resolved to live for the glory of God. In this new year, I believe God wants us to live, not for our own purposes, not for the purposes of uh, society, no, but for the glory of God. I want God to be glorified, and I want Him to be pleased in everything that I do. Do you not believe that would be a good goal in this new year? Lord, help me to live for the glory of God. Often we make a New Year's resolution. They uh, sell a lot, of, a lot of things, a lot of substances over the New Year's, right? You can take partake of this little powder, add it to your food, and all of a sudden you will lose weight. It's a magical substance, right? And everybody will buy these things up and buy these little meals. Maybe just buy this little meal and just throw it in a little cup, this little shake, slim fast, and all this other stuff. And, uh, and it's how they're going to make money real fast. That's what it's really all about. And they have all these new diets. People will go on and protein diets and this kind of diet. And uh, look, at the end, of it, it all comes down to self-discipline. And when we seek to live for the glory of God, as I challenged you last week and we think of this new year, we want to spend time in the Word of God. That would bring glory to God. So how can I serve the local church in the new year? I can just spend time with God. I have a, a preacher friend who sent me a message this morning, and he, he said, you know what, I want to just challenge you. He said, I sent this out to 120 people, and he said, I'm challenging each one of you in this new year to read through the Word of God. Great reminder, great challenge. And I, I wrote him back and said, thank you so much for that challenge, brother. And I said, uh, something that I tried a few years ago, but I, I'm not trying it this year, is trying to read through it in 90 days and trying to do that four times. He said, wow, you have challenged me. Now, uh, that try to do that is quite quite difficult. And I, had a, I know a man that tried to do it 45 days and did read through the 
Bible every 45 days. Uh, and I believe when we let the Word of God into our life, it's saturating our life. It helps us in this new year. Paul had this goal, and he led the church to have this goal. What, whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, every place I go, this involves my work. This involves my words. This involves my walk. Every place I go, that Jesus Christ might be glorified in this new year. Would you read another verse with me? Psalms in chapter 34. Psalms 34. I'd like you to see this theme in the book of Psalms on the glory of God. Psalms 34 in verse 3. David says in Psalms 34.3, he challenges us to do one thing with God. He says, Oh, magnify the Lord. Would you read those next two words together with me? With me. And let us exalt his name together. He says, I want to magnify God, but I don't want to do it alone. Would you do it with me? Would you seek to glorify God with me? When we magnify, it is to amplify, it is to lift up, to exalt, to put him first. And the psalmist asks us to put God first. Look at Psalms 35, across the page, in verse 27. The Bible says, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And then the psalmist goes on and says, My tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. Let them, he says, shout for joy. You heard anybody shout for joy recently? <laughs> we got a lot of things that are on our mind, right? And uh, in this new year, and in the last year, there's been a lot of things on our mind. And may the Lord help us. Let them, he says, shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. David wanted others to see God exalted in his life. You say, what was happening? Look back in verse 26. Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at mine hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. You say, what were they doing? What were they doing? They were trying to destroy the reputation of David. And David says back in verse 24, Judge me, O Lord, my God, according to thy righteousness, and let not them rejoice over me. I believe Brother Carmen has a goal right now, and we should pray to one end. Look, there's a lot of things, and when I mentioned to my wife this morning, that this uh, he's been sharing this with me all morning about what's going on over there, and when I mentioned to my wife about it, the first thought in her mind, having children, is what? Dangerous situation for the kids, for their personal kids. And uh, I would agree, it's a dangerous situation for their three precious children. Beyond that, 
there's a dangerous situation for all those involved. And look, we can get so focused on the fact that there's a potential those, those children could be put in danger that we miss the bigger picture. What does God want to do? God wants to take this situation and get glory out of it. Okay? So, what would bring glory to God in this situation? Well, that some people get saved, that some children get protected and delivered. And so the bigger picture is we pray that God be glorified in this situation. And David was going through the middle of a lot of trouble, a lot of trials, and he said, I want to pray for one thing. I want to ask you to shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Why? Because God is going to deliver. The Lord is going to work. He wants to work. We want to invite him in to work. Look in Psalms 40, verse 16. The theme runs through Psalms right here. You might not feel like being glad. You think I'm glad when churches get closed? You think I'm glad when people of God are too afraid to come in the house of God? It does not make me glad. But in this new year, we can be glad about these things. Look, Psalms 14, verse 16. Let all those that seek thee, what does he say? Rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. David puts it in perspective, but I am, he says, poor and needy. Yet the Lord thinketh upon me. David was for years chased of Saul, yet he says, the Lord thought on him. You might feel like your situation is difficult in this new year, but would you resolve to live for the glory of God, recognizing that if you will put him first and meditate upon his word, no matter what kind of a trial you find yourself in, no matter what kind of pain and affliction you find yourself in, you ought to be resolved, I ought to be resolved to live for the glory of God. God wants me to thrive. How am I going to thrive? By living for the glory of God in this new year. God wants us to live for that purpose. To see that purpose. Look in Psalms 69, verse 30. Psalms 69, verse 30. Thank you for turning to these texts with me. And notice another word here that's used again. David says, Psalm 69, verse 30, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. David says he's going to do what? Magnify? Praise God out through his singing. Through a song. He says he's going to magnify him through thanksgiving. Hmm. Hey, there's a lot to be thankful for. A lot to be thankful for. We've got more to be thankful for than the things that we have that we have bother us and trouble us. You might deal with physical pain. You might deal with pressure and things like that. But you know what? We can thank God for the fact maybe that right now we're not in the hospital dealing with whatever type of ailment or illness that we might be experiencing. We can thank God that right now we're not dealing with maybe uh, uh, having to have a, a hip replaced or maybe having to have uh, a, a vertebrae repaired. There's so many things that we have, maybe we should thank God we don't have brain surgery that we're awaiting right now, okay? There are things that we can be thankful 
floor that we are not having to experience right now. And this morning, to put everything into perspective, we ought to give thanks and praise to God that He has protected us and watched over us in this year. Psalm 70, verse 4, a few verses ahead. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. And let such as love thy salvation say continually, Let God be magnified. Look, in this week, God wants to be magnified. He wants to be glorified. You say, well, I think certain things would glorify God. And look, uh, I don't like a lot of things that are happening in our world today. Okay? But um, God puts one leader up. God sets down another leader. And uh, God has everything in his control. The king's heart is in his hand. That promise is true whether you're living under Ahab or whether you're living under King Josiah, who was an eight-year-old who loved God. All right? The promise reigns true. No matter who God puts in as leader, God wants us to trust him that the king's heart is in the hand of God. So then what do we need to do? We need to pray. And in this new year, God wants to be glorified in our church. And this week, in our nation, God wants to be glorified in our nation. You say, how can I practically glorify God this year? I want to give you two things to think about this morning about glorifying God. What would bring glory to God that I could personally do that you could personally do? I want you to make this a goal this year. Find one person to impact. Would you say that together with me? Find one person to impact. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. There have been several people this year that I enjoyed partaking a meal with because I invited them out to eat because I wanted to spend time with them about their eternal destiny. Okay? There was a goal in mind. Whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, we sat down and had a Coke and a sandwich together for one purpose, to try to make an impact. Okay? I want to encourage you, find one person to impact. I'm not asking you to impact hundreds. This is my goal, and my goal is, is more than one, but the goal ought to be at least one. One person to impact. Lord, would you help me to impact them? You say, what does this mean? It means that I spend time intentionally with one person seeking to impact them for eternity. In this new year. In this new year. Look, everybody has to eat food, everybody has to drink water, or they will die. And consider how to impact people during mealtime. Invite them to eat or have a soda with you. Uh, if you are on a budget plan, go to McDonald's. Any size drink, 99 cents. I mean, okay, it doesn't get much cheaper than that. And uh, a couple of the farms, I, I stopped in there yesterday to get a coffee. And my, uh, my uh, in-laws do not believe in coffee. And uh, God bless them for that, but... Uh, it is a great suffering for Jesus whenever I uh, partake of coffee in the morning, especially uh, a couple of days in a row. And uh, so yesterday morning, I was actually, it wound up being almost 1 o'clock before I got my coffee. And uh, wow, that was that was interesting. And so I waited until about 1 o'clock and had my coffee, and I thanked the Lord for that cup of coffee. And 
I, it was 99 cents. I thought it normally was more than that over there, but it was only 99 cents. And look, um, whatever you do, whatever you do, find time to impact somebody else for the glory of God. Uh, keep yourselves, Jude says in chapter 1. There's only one chapter in Jude. Verse 21, verse 22. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And he says in verse 22, and of some have compassion, making a difference. He says, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, he says, making a difference. I want you to ask God to help you to find one person to impact in this new year. One person. Lord, help me to impact one person. Probably, that would be somebody that's outside these four walls. It could be somebody inside these four walls, but I want to find one person. I'm going to seek to make a difference in their life. I'm going to seek to this year encourage them. I'm going to seek to this year show them the love of Jesus Christ. I'm going to seek this year to get to know them. I'm going to seek this year to do something that matters to them so that I can influence them for Christ. One person to impact for Jesus Christ. You say, how can we keep our church alive? That'll keep the church alive right there. Find one person to impact. Now, when did that bring glory to God? All right. I don't think y'all believe that. We live in you know, the Northeast, and so we're kind of not supposed to say amen or anything. But if you believe that God would want the person sitting beside you or the person sitting across the aisle from you to impact one person for Christ, would you say amen? Amen. Okay, now if you believe God wants you to do it, would you say Amen. Amen. I didn't hear very many on that one. Oh, find one person to impact. I'm not asking you to promise to do it. I'm asking you to make it a goal and to think about it and to be intentional when you go to Christ Chapel or wherever you go, do all to the glory of God. All to the glory of God. You say, how can I find this person to impact this year? Pray. And then get counsel. Get counsel. Pray and get counsel. Look, there was last year I had several things on my mind and people that I was trying to impact. And we had a guest preacher in, and I asked him a question. I said, I don't know what to do in this situation, how to impact this person, but I want to impact this individual for Jesus Christ. And I was given tremendous counsel. I followed that counsel, and it has helped me. Look, find somebody to give you counsel. And that counsel, uh, I believe, was very, very valuable. Uh, the impact that God puts, when God puts a soul into your life, the impact will be measurable. The results will become visible as you invest time. And it will be the result of godly counsel. Pray and get counsel. Find somebody who's impacting others for Jesus Christ and let them give you advice about how to approach the situation. You say, I don't know how to impact this individual then find somebody that's doing a good job at it and go ask them for counsel about that situation. Uh, often we try the same things over and over again, trying to achieve different results. And that's otherwise known as Congress throwing millions of dollars at a situation to try to resolve it, okay? Completely pointless and goes nowhere. And so look, we need to ask God to give us new, fresh ideas, and that will come through people that God will send into our life. I want you to think about this phrase, God steers moving 
ships. God steers moving ships. If we choose to stagnate and park, I'm not going to ever change, and we focus on all of the externals instead of on the eternal, we can become parked for years, and may God help us to break out of that and start sailing. God steers moving ships, and you say, well, I'm not sailing. Admit you're not sailing, and find somebody who is sailing, and ask them for counsel about how to find one person to impact their friends. Uh, we've all got somebody in our life that we can impact for Jesus in this new year. And may God help us to take a step of faith, step outside of our comfort zone, and reach them for Jesus Christ. Find one person impact this year. And if you're going to do that, and I'm going to do that, what do we have to do? We have to have eternal priorities. Eternal priorities. So that sounds interesting. Eternal priorities. Hmm. What would be an eternal priority in congregation? I want to ask you to help me with this. What's an eternal priority? Just shout it out. What is it? What's an eternal priority? Okay, salvation. What else? Another eternal priority. I'm not going to say you're wrong. Okay? I'm just asking for ideas. Eternal priorities. What's another eternal priority? Spiritual growth. Very good. Prayer. Prayer. Okay. Uh, yes. What else? Eternal priorities. Sharing the gospel. Sharing the gospel. Okay, so... If I have the eternal priority of growth and to share the gospel, then that means what I talk to them about will not be anything that will detract from that purpose. Right? And if we, whatever situation it is, ask God to help you learn how to switch the conversation, spin the conversation around to the eternal. Make sure the conversation doesn't go to tradition. Make sure it goes to the eternal. Have eternal priorities. Look if you would with me in Colossians in chapter 3 when we think on eternal priorities and living for the glory of God. Whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. God wants us to thrive in the new year. Colossians in chapter 3. Bible says in verse 1, Colossians 3, verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are, what does he say? Above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things, what does he say? Above. Not on things on the earth. Puts everything in perspective. Now look, I may enjoy different various activities and you may enjoy various activities, but I like to put things in perspective with people. Like if I'm chatting with somebody about tractors and stuff, I like to throw something in there. There's a lot of guys that really have an interest in that. And, and I just the other day, I was out here trying to break up the ice in the parking lot with the tractor, you know, just having a little bit of fun. And, and uh, this gentleman pulled in, and he had to have a custody exchange right in the parking lot. As he was pulling in, he, he wanted to talk to me because he says, I used to have one. And, here the conversation starts, right? And I said, you know what? It's fun to have, but it's just a bucket of rust, and I can't take it with me into eternity. And then I invite him to church, all right? So look, it's just a bucket of rust, okay? And, and look, it's, we can't take it with us into eternity. Let's put everything back into eternal focus. Now, the guy liked to talk with me. He rolled down the window simply because I had an item of interest to him, right? I would have just been walking across the parking lot, 
uh, I don't know if you want to start a conversation like that, but I had an item of interest, in, and he was he wanted to talk about it, and that brought about a conversation that led to eternal things, and he lives not too far from here. And so, look, God wants us to have eternal priorities in whatever conversation, whatever God puts you in, you can turn that conversation back if you'll be willing to recognize, that's going to help us to recognize, look, these things are just, look, things of the earth, and so we're setting our affection on things above, and so we can speak about the things of the earth, but turn the conversation back to what's really important to us, and by the way, people will find out what's important to us uh, if they talk with us very much. The reason is greater than the action. The reason is greater than the action. You say, what does that mean? Matthew 5 says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The reason I do something is greater than the action that I do. Because look, if I just, uh, for example, was to read my Bible every day just to say that I did it, then if I do it because I love God, that is a pure heart. If I do it just to check off a box and say I did it, then it is a wrong reason. So the reason is greater than the action. Eternal goals cannot be made through carnal means. Have eternal priorities. Eternal goals cannot be made through carnal means. In the flesh, we cannot please God, and God wants us to focus on what would be pleasing the Spirit of God. And if we have any eternal priorities, I want to encourage you to focus on this. Have deepness with God. Deepness with God. Depth is far greater. Depth. I want to have depth in my relationship with God. I want to dig deep into the well of salvation. Uh, I want to not just have a scope of a, the Word of God, a general understanding, but I want to dig deeper. Not too long ago, somebody asked me, he said, what can I do? I want a tool to help me dig deeper into the Word of God. And look, there's a lot of great tools, but the bottom line comes down to meditate on it. Meditate on it. David had a great understanding of the Word of God. He didn't have the concordances. He didn't have Google. He didn't have any of these tools of modern technology that we have today. He didn't have all these books that we have today. Yet David knew God in a very deep way because he meditated on the Word of God. Have deepness with God. And may Lord help us in this new year to get a little deeper. To get a little deeper. You say, what keeps the church going forward? Have eternal priorities. I want to live for the glory of God. If I'm glorifying God, I'm going to have eternal priorities in this new year. I want to ask you this morning to do one thing, to ask the Lord to help you to do this one thing. Will you resolve with me to live for the glory of God? Will you resolve to live for the glory of God? It's not what can I get away with doing it's what will bring God the most glory. That's what I want to do. Whatever it is. Um, whether that's rearranging my schedule. Whether that is moving to Tanzania. Whatever it is, I want to glorify God in my life. Whatever. Do it. He says to do it for the glory of God. Would you ask the Lord this morning, Lord, would you help to live for your glory? I believe God will be pleased. I believe the lost would be impacted when they see, you know what? I'm going to live for the glory of God. Say, how are they going to know about that at work? Well, maybe you say to the person at work, say, you know what? I'm going to take this extra shift. And they say, why? 
lot of people say, well, I'll take this extra shift because I want to, you know, buy this or that. You say, I want to take this extra shift because I want to help a missionary over in such and such and such a country. I, I want to help build a church in such and such a country. I'm going to I'm gonna take this extra shift, get this extra hours, so that I can do something greater for the work of God. Will you resolve to live for the glory of God? The Lord help us with this in this new year. To live for the glory of God. Would you stand together with me? I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me this morning. Would you ask yourself these questions? Would God be pleased if you allowed him to use you to impact one life this year? Ask yourself that question. Think about it. Would God be pleased? Would it please the Lord Jesus who died for us? If he used us to impact one life this year, I believe all of us would have to say, yes, that would please God. And secondly, would you ask yourself this question, would God be pleased if I had eternal priorities this year? Eternal priorities. I believe he would. To be honest, I'd say yes, he would. My friend, this morning, he wants you to have fresh eternal priorities. If you're watching my way of life stream, I want to encourage you to comment in afterwards and let me know that you're watching so that I know how to pray for you. A lot of you watching, and I don't know who's watching, I don't know who to pray for during the week. So if you would leave a comment or something, I'll be able to pray for you a little bit better this week. And I want to pray for everyone. Uh, and I pray for you who are together. I want to close out the live stream at this time. We will invite you to come back on Wednesday at 6.30. But we're going to right now take time to bow for prayer here. As we bow for prayer in this place, would you just quiet your heart before the Lord? And look, if you don't know the Lord, my friend, today is the day to invite Him into your life. But if you do know the Lord, today is the day to recommit. Say, Lord, I want to resolve to live for the glory of God. The piano is going to play, and I encourage you, the moment the piano begins to play, step from your seat and come forward and recommit to live for the glory of God. As the piano begins to play, do not hesitate. Respond to the Holy Spirit of God. And ask the Lord to help you in this new year to do business with God and respond to God. You may pray in your seat. You may pray wherever you would like to pray. But do not hesitate to respond to the Holy Spirit of God. As the Lord leads you, please do business with Him right now. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, just do business with God. He's listening. He hears.